Today's episode of The Doctor's Companion is brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Matt Smith, but not that Matt Smith. And we're from MindRubber.net, the home side of MindRubber Productions, where we talk about all the things on podcasts. Uh, this one, The Doctor's Companion, is where we talk about uh, Doctor Who, all things Doctor Who. Uh, then we've also got our flagship podcast, The Mind Robbers, where we talk about everything else. If you like our shows, uh, you can review them on iTunes because that helps most people find us. Uh, and if you have questions, comments, concerns, or any sor- any other sort of cool thing you might feel like sharing, you can email those to podcast at mindrobber.net. Uh, but if you want to start a discussion, you're going to want to do that on the website, mindrobber.net. Leave a comment on this episode so that everyone can know what you're thinking and we can respond uh, to you. So there you go. Matt, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm very good. Today we're talking about the Lazarus Experiment, uh, which is a uh, a third series uh, Doctor Martha Jones, Tenth uh, Doctor Martha Jones, um, and uh, one that I'm I, I I watching when I watched it the first time through, I was not particularly fond of. Um, how that may have changed, uh, I'll get to in a little bit, but before we do, uh, how about some background and significance if, if there is at much? Well, there's a couple, uh, for one thing, this is the first story that's written by Stephen Greenhorn. He would go on to write the doctor's daughter in series four. Um, it's also the point, I mean, it's in terms of the doctor's story with Martha, it's the turning point of their relationship. Um, before this, the doctor had taken Martha out to one trip in the future, one trip into the past. Um, and then for some reason he wound up in New York city to fight a bunch of Daleks with Spider-Man. Um, but in the, in the, <laughs> like, this is the, this is the turning point of their relationship. After this, Martha is a regular companion and it's weird because because it's every time I think about it, I always think about it as a, um, and I guess this is more discussion, but I always think about it in terms of how Martha Jones is very shafted this season. Um, mm-hmm. When you when you look at it, like she's not even a proper companion for the first half of the season. I think of her as a proper companion, but it's still like trial run, and then you jump into forty two, and then after forty two, you're into doctor-based story, story without doctor companion, and then into the massive finale. Um, And I I find that problematic, but this is really the turning point of their relationship, which I think is really cool. It's also the uh, second story to be directed by Richard Clark. Uh, Before this, he did Gridlock, and he would go on to do Night Terrors and uh, The Doctor's Wife, actually, of all things. Um, Hmm. Also significant because it it features Mark Gatiss as uh, the eponymous Dr. Lazarus. Uh, whoa, which I think is interesting because, how do I say this? Um, Gatiss has been around the Doctor Who fandom for a really long time, but he's one of those people who can act and produce and, uh, write. Um, and, uh, it's just interesting that he's in this. Every time I look at him, my thought is always, oh, hey, Mark Gatiss is in this. And then at a certain point in the story is, oh, Mark Gatiss has a lot of chest hair. 
Um, <laughs> but other than that, this is this is uh, the Lazarus experiment. It's not really that special. It's just like a normal standard Doctor Who story, um, and we'll talk about more as we go through. Yeah, uh, before we do, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com, where you can purchase any paperback, hardcover, omnibus, or absolute uh, co- absolute edition collection of of uh, comic books, uh, graphic novels, that sort of thing, at 35 to 45% off, uh, plus new release specials every Wednesday at 50% off, that, that they change every single week. And remember, all orders over $50 get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com. Stop going to Amazon. Go to InStockTrades. Um, okay, so uh, my feelings on the Lazarus Experiment when I first watched it was that uh, this is really dumb. And uh, I just I, – I, I, I just didn't care for it. And uh, watching it again, uh, I get it. I care for it even less. Um, I think I understand it more than I did before, but that I, that actually had made had the opposite effect on my uh, uh, enjoyment. Um, Interesting. This is, I mean, this is basically like a Marvel comic super villain origin, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it doesn't make any sense on any sort of scientific basis. Like, why is he turning into a monster? That's dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, I think the, the only thing worse than the design of the monster is, uh, Mark Gatiss acting. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean like literally like he's so bad at acting like an old man, like it, it's so bad at acting like an old man until he turns young, and then he's even worse at acting like an old man as a young person. <laughs> um, I, it's awful. He's awful in this. Uh, like, I was constantly rolling my eyes. I hate that his name is Professor Lazarus. Like, come on. Really? Really? Like, how on the nose can you possibly be? Um, Professor I, Back from the Dead. Yeah. Okay. That would have been worse. Um uh, I hated that. I I I forgot how much I hated Martha's mother, um, and the whole the whole uh, she's whisp somebody whispers a secret into her ear, and she's like, "No, don't go with the doctor. I have this secret that I can't say out loud." Ugh, so stupid. I I hate that in everything, and I hate it. It's so cheesy and and just bad writing like bad secret writing um i hate that i hate that and it's so prominent in this episode like it's it's really hard to watch um i don't understand how the bell thing works uh i don't i just none of this none of this episode makes sense to me i just i don't i don't like it at all Mm. the only thing that i do like i like some of the some of the character stuff between the doctor and martha uh, I like that the doctor references reversing the polarity. That was funny. That's about it. <laughs> I really don't like this episode. I just, I just don't. Clearly, it's, Clearly. it's, it's, it's not. It's not even like it's bad, and it is really bland. Like it's just the worst. Like it's not even trying to be something interesting. Like mm. it's just, it's the most bland thing and it's not even a good bland it's a bad bland it's just ugh it's like eating cardboard it's just terrible 
<laughs> I I really hate this episode. <laughs> wow. Uh came down harder on that than I was expecting. Not that I wasn't expecting you to come down hard. Um I don't know. I don't mind it as much as you do. I think that um the, the this disc in terms of like the Doctor Who series 3 is just a rough disc. Um <laughs> Oh man. It's like this. Uh, when I pulled it out and I was looking at what episodes were on it, I was I winced a little. I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> what's well, rough?" Um <laughs> it's it's honestly, but then again, I I would argue that this is the best story on the disc for me. Um I like this more than I like 42. Uh, and I'm pretty damn sure I like this more than the Dalek uh, two-parter. Um because I think the Dalek two-parter is misguided. Um but I don't I don't mind it as much. It's one of those things where maybe I'm just in a I really miss Russell T. Davies' place, but I actually love all the stuff with her family. Not the stuff with the whispering. I, I agree about that. But the stuff about mother's Mar- Martha's mother caring, <laughs> her confronting the doctor for the first time, and him just being like, stuff is just really... I mean, I really like that stuff. Watching Martha deal with Tish is nice. Um, uh, 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 Martha, in general, is just wonderful. Um, and I, I, don't mind, I don't mind it as much. I think it's one of those things where it's just like, this script just did not come together at all. Um, mm. Mm-mm. Which is a bummer because when you look at the script, it just feels like – how do I say this? Um, uh, it, it has a lot that it's trying to say. Like you can see the promise of it like in there and it's not a necessarily a bad story to be telling. I just don't think it's particularly well told um, mm-hmm. because there is a lot of attempt to be like – I don't know. It's one of those things where we're watching it. I'm like, what is the story is about? Is it about an, an old man learning to be young? Is it about a new generation coming into the old feeling replaced by the new generation? Like, it, it, it's just I feel like it's trying to be a couple of things. And when I watch this, the thing that I always forget, at least I forgot about it until the second time I watched it, is I always rewatch all Davies era for good or worse whenever I rewatch the Davies era. Um when you when I watch this, I always forget about the church scene, and the church scene is something that I think has the promise of making the episode totally good. It just does. It's just not quite there. Um, it feels a little too half baked in terms of watching the Doctor talk about like and you're you're watching an immortal dude who doesn't want to be immortal talking to a mortal who wants to be immortal. There's 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 something there's a promise that's there, but it just doesn't come together. And I think that's a that's a mm-hmm. greenhorn thing in the same way that the doctor's daughter doesn't quite congeal in the way that you want the doctor's daughter to. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost there. And I think that that's the hallmark of of greenhorn stories is <laughs> you know um uh, that. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I I just I, I agree. Like, I, I think that Greenhorn, uh, he has a tendency to do really interesting things or have really interesting ideas and themes and then just not do anything with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just doesn't know um, what to do with them, I think, is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this just – I don't know. There's parts of this that feel like old school who uh, – and I feel like – <clears throat> I feel like if he wasn't if he wasn't being turned into an obnoxious monster, it would probably be better. Mm-hmm. Um the obnoxious monster thing is just uh like he's basically turning into the lizard. I mean that's that's what's going on, except, you know, he looks like a scorpion person. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just it's just not good. It's like that's a that's a bad idea. Like why why waste your budget on a big scorpion monster? Like because it's a big scorpion monster. 
But it's dumb. But it's dumb. But see, that's the that's the point that Russell T. Davies makes when he does the show. Like his idea is to do something that's big and splashy, and something that will. When you turn the channel, you want to. He wants you to keep staying there. That's why the music is wall to wall. That's why the monsters are big and ridiculous looking. Because the idea is that you just like when you turn the channel, he wants you to just go WTF. And then he wants you to keep there. That's his That's his goal. So that's why he has the scorpion monster. Unfortunately, it, amongst other things, the budget just can't support the scorpion monster. It looks like a bad video game character. Um, mm-hmm. At least... Well, that's, that's, that's all special effects on the Davies era of Doctor Who. Sure, but I feel like... I feel like- Clark doesn't do a good job of hiding it. Like, whenever they do wide shots of the monster, it's much better. When they get really up close and personal and try to do that weird, like, gay-discrafted face, it just looks like a really bad video game from, the late, from like, the late 90s. Um, yeah. And I think that that's, like, that's the key. Because I don't think... I don't find a problem with running from a giant monster. It feels Doctor Who to me. Um, especially the Davies Doctor Who. Because they can make the monsters much bigger. The problem is that... I just think that Clark doesn't know quite how to shoot around that, um, which is a problem. Yeah, I don't know. I just – it's not interesting to me. <laughs> like what's interesting to me is the 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 guy who has the chance to stay young, but in order to stay young, he has to like suck the life out of people. Um, that's interesting to me. Uh, it's not interesting to me if you make him a monster when he mm-hmm. does it. Because uh, it's well, just no, you're absolutely right, and that's the problem. Is that it's one of those things where I don't believe like Lazarus's whole thing is that he just wants to be young and beautiful, and when he's the monster, he is. How do I say this? Not and and yep. and and I don't buy like part of him is like I am beautiful. Like he he's such an egomaniac that he loves being this monster, and it's like I don't buy that for a second. Like I just don't buy that Mm-mm. he would enjoy being this beast. Um, it just doesn't, yeah. it doesn't jive. It doesn't jive. No, no, not at all. I, I, I just, I, I have a lot of problems with this. <laughs> well, air him out, man. Exercise the <clears throat> demon. I, I just, I, I don't know. This is, it, it's, it's just unfortunate because like I, I see Russell D. Davies point of, of having the monster and getting people to sit, sit down on the, and, and, and watch it. But the problem with that is the same problem we're having now with Moffat. That's what Moffat's doing. The big popcorn, big budget movie thing. And we're having the same issues. Um, like I would argue that this episode suffers from a lot of the same problems that, Mo- that Moffat stories currently mm-hmm. do. And that, that's not your goal. Your goal shouldn't be to get people to just watch a show casually your 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 goal should be to suck them in from the beginning and make them love it so much that they have to be there week after mm-hmm. week that's what your goal should be not to get capture these casual viewers like what's what's the point of the casual viewers like especially like in america i get it the casual viewer i get it because you're you're not selling a show you're selling commercial time but that's not how it works in england so what's the point yeah not only that but there is this thing where if you ever look at the ratings for any episode of doctor who nowadays in England, every episode pulls about 10 to 11 million viewers, um, which tells – and that's a third of the UK's viewing audience. The, the key point of that – and I think that it's, it's 
it's it's the problem is that Doctor Who right now is huge, so it, I can't really quite make this argument. But Doctor Who has r- literally reached media saturation point in England. Everyone who's anyone and everyone in England knows about Doctor Who, and the people who like it watch it, and the people who don't don't. Um, so Doctor Who literally has nowhere to expand to, so it has to expand to America. But back mm-hmm. in the Davies era, it was big. I don't I don't remember if it was this big though. You know, I think that the- I know the Christmas specials were. The yes. Christmas specials reached the heights of every episode of the Moffat era. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I don't know about the regular series. I yeah. can't remember. So that's so that's that thing is I think J- Davies just trying to get that 2 to 3 extra 2 to 3 million extra people um watching the show, which I, I mean I don't fault, but I know what you mean. And it's also like the thing that keeps me interested in this story, all of it is not the Lazarus stuff, it's the stuff with Tish, it's the yeah. stuff with the mother and it's the stuff with Martha. Um yeah. That is all the stuff that's interesting. And it's so like every time I watch like Davies stories, I'm always like, ah, this is what I'm missing. Like I love all of that. Um, mm-hmm. It's just great. Like, watching Martha's mother slap the doctor across the face is so quintessential Davies era. And then the doctor just going, always oh, with the mothers. Like, it's just it's exactly what I want, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, and I get that. It's just the mom thing is just so tainted because of that stupid sax and whisper. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just, oh, God, I can't even, I can't even, ugh. I hate yeah. that. I hate it when shows yeah. do that. It drives me crazy. It's just needless um, and unnecessary. Uh, uh, well, because here's what's so dumb about that is we're left – like the episode is left on a place where, you know, of course the, the TARDIS disappears as the phone rings. Um, and and our, her, her, Martha's mom leaves a message that's just like, I know who the doctor is and he's dangerous and, and this comes from Saxon and you have to stop trying. Just say what it is. Just say it. If you were a human being in the real world, you would say it. You would conf- you would have confronted the doctor as soon as you found out about it. You wouldn't be keeping it a secret from the daughter that you're trying to stop travel stop from traveling with this guy and you wouldn't hide it from the guy who you think did the thing that's apparently a secret yeah. like if 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 saxon said oh the doctor murdered someone once she'd be like she'd be like get away from him he's a murderer or something which is yeah which, exactly. it's super melodramatic but at the same time it's believable um and that and right. you're right that is a problem um it's also problematic because i think that like the harold saxon thing I, I maybe I missed it the first time you were watching it week to week, but like the Harold Saxon thing didn't even hit me like the first time. All I noticed all of that stuff on rewatch, really. Um, not until I got to the finale did it did it all make sense. Um, uh, I I I it was a, watching it week from week. You definitely knew like that that was the thing this mm-hmm. season was whoever this Saxon person was. Um, or in what that had to do with anything, but that's it. I mean, you just yeah, it it, it didn't feel like a big deal so much. But I I just it, it the other problem with doing that is there's no suspense in it because we as the audience know the doctor and we know that he's not hiding mm-hmm. anything. So. Where does the suspense come from, from her having, uh, supposedly having this secret? Yeah. yeah. And did we ever find out what the secret was? No. No, of course not. <laughs> Dumb. Um, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it comes about because by the time that it's able to come about, which is Sound of Drums, 
Sound of Drums is just too insane for it to uh, for them to even mm-hmm. have time to reveal it because by that point Martha's mother is carted off in a in a police van. Um, right. Uh, also, every time I rewatch this season, I just really want to watch Utopia, Sound of Drums, and Last of the Time Lords. Every time, I'm just like I'm just like I'm just like <laughs> yeah. God damn, that's the stuff. You're not yeah. wrong. Like I'm so I'm like I know that we're talking about it on the show. I don't know when we're talking about it on the show, but. It it's is a while. while. Um, all of the all of the Davies <laughs> finales are all a while. Yeah, it's a hundred away right now. Um, the <laughs> the it just it just reminds me like I I don't know. I think I'm probably way closer to watching that than I am to not watching it. You know what I mean? Um, uh, or like mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch it sooner sooner rather than later. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, but. I mean, I, I I like the season. It's just unfortunate that it has an entire disc in the middle that is not good, especially when the rest of the season is just so good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have I have I have two, I have two okay, more things to mention. Um, and both of them are like directing things. But when Doctor Lazarus walks out of the youth machine and everyone's clapping, I was just like, "Where's the person who's just like, what the f?" and just says no. Like, because I don't buy that the Doctor and Martha are the only two people who are just like, this is wrong. Like, I guess it's mm-hmm. a commentary on the shallowness of our society now. But at the same time, where's the person who's just like, this can't, this isn't right. Like, well, who who are these? Uh, who are these people? Are they I think scientists? All backers and investors? Maybe. Maybe they're that. Maybe that's what it is. Oh well, they wouldn't sure. say that then. They'd be like, well, I'm going to be. Yeah, rich. but bring in some scientists or something. I don't know. Where's the, like yeah okay. I don't well even scientists would just be like fascinating like the only people that would have that uh, that much of an adverse reaction to it would be uh, like religious sure, zealots sure. Um, I mean the only person in the room that you could theoretically do that with would be yeah. Martha's mom and Martha's mom which uh, yeah. they should have instead should've. of the secret yeah. that would have been yeah. more interesting that uh, that is a better uh, thing also a really f- because then, because then, uh, because then you have her battling with the idea that you don't, she doesn't want her her daughter uh, getting into danger, but she also knows that there's something seriously wrong with yeah. what's going on. That's yeah. Way more I also I also love that Martha Martha's mother is way more concerned about the doctor than she is about Doctor Lazarus. Um, <laughs> which I yeah. think is I think that's a that's a that's a missed opportunity slash problem. Um, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, and this is this is absolutely a directing note, but there's that part where they manage to get the doors open and everyone starts running out of the of the building, and Martha stands mm-hmm. back and is like, "No, I have to go to the doctor," and and that's not my problem. The problem when you do a reverse shot on Martha, so the view of uh, Martha from behind Martha, you just see all of the people just calmly walking out of the doors in a single ordered one single file line. And I was just like, I don't think that's true. I don't, I don't think that's true to life. When you watch it again, you'll see it. Well, you're never watching it again, but um, mm. <laughs> if you ever watch it again, like just remember that part because it just, it's just funny to watch background extras sometimes. And it's just clear that the background extras, I guess they just didn't have enough to just have them all run and panic out of the room um, because the scene had to keep going mm-hmm. and they had to keep playing it again. But it just makes me laugh. Like it just, Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of direct uh, directorial choices I didn't care for either, um, and it's funny because there are things that when I when I'm watching it, I I can totally tell that this is the guy that directed uh, the Doctor's Wife because um, he did a lot of of 
interesting shots in that as well. But they felt forced here rather than uh, like thematically relevant in any way. Like there's there's the 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 shot when uh, right after Professor Lazarus has killed his his wife mm-hmm. or, or whatever is that yeah. his wife, the old woman. Okay. Yeah, the old woman. When he kill and he comes back into the party, and there's that random shot that's like half a second from the back yeah. of his head, and it's like, what? What the hell was that there for? Like, yeah, it was weird. Uh, and then, and then there's the shot at the at the end of the episode where Martha's like, I want to be a a full on companion, not just like a, a a traveling buddy or whatever, and. Uh, and the doctor's just like, okay. And she's like, oh, fine. And then she goes and like throws her little fit, which is obnoxious. Um, and when I see stuff like that watching back, I get why people didn't like Martha. Um, and it's no fault to free Maggie. Yeah. That was just dumb. Uh, no one's that stupid. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, they do that shot where she walks toward the camera to the side and just stands there. <laughs> 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 while the doctor is like looking at her back and I'm just like what what is this like is this like a teen drama like what's going on why are you directing this shot like this so many feelings right now oh so. god <laughs> so awful I, I yeah. saw that I was like is this really happening are we doing this shot really Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, I noticed. I I think I wonder if um I wonder how much of like I know that that's a Clark thing, but I I also noticed when I watched not this time so much, but when I noticed it last time, I always thought that the editing on this episode was like just almost a hair too fast. You know what I mean? Like just a a bit too cutty, a bit too like. I bet the episode came out long, and that's how they solved the problem. Uh, yeah, I yeah. bet it well, came out long, and they couldn't cut any scene, so they just made every cut shorter. Yeah, which, I mean, makes sense. But it's also, it just feels like there's a lot of coverage in this, more than I'm used to, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which Was is this his first thing. story? Uh, Greenhorn? Yeah, no, uh, Clark. He did Grid- Gridlock, too. Did he do this before Gridlock, though? No, 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 no. Okay. Gridlock was first. I think. I'm pretty sure Gridlock was first. Yeah. Um, uh, that's why I'm asking is, like, from production order. Um, because yeah. I know, like, they're like, okay, you're going to direct these two episodes. You're going to do them in a row. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. If you ever look at the order with which they shoot Doctor Who, it is almost done willy-nilly. There is yeah. no – there is no order to it. Right. Like, it's just – it's so chaotic. Yeah, exactly. So I, I wasn't – I was like, well – uh, maybe they, maybe he directed this first. Like maybe this was the second episode they shot because it's it's not a, uh, it's an on location thing instead of a set, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because because it's in London. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking maybe they shot this at the same time as um, uh, the opener. Uh no, the, the, the Smith this and was sh- Smith and Jones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This was shot between Gridlock and Daleks in Manhattan. Um. Oh. Okay. Uh, no, if you look at, I mean, if you just, I mean, I, it just makes me laugh looking at the production order. Like, if you look at season two, season two was done in a completely weird order. Like, the Cybermen stories of season two, Rise of the Cybermen, Age of Steel, Army of Ghosts, and Doomsday were all shot in the middle of the season. Mm. Um, and Love and Monsters was shot last. See, uh, the reason I asked that was because I, I wondered if maybe Lazarus was covering for himself because he was like, okay, I'm, I'm directing Doctor Who. This is a big deal. And <laughs> when just shot, like, way too much coverage, you know? Sure. 
Not to say there's too much. Co- there's such a thing as too much coverage. The problem comes when you have all this coverage and the editor wants to use all of it. Yeah. Or oh, and you have to make a decision about what to and to not use. Yeah. Um, uh, that that is the problem. That is the problem with with coverage because it it leaves you more options, but more options means more indecision later, um, right? And more opportunity to not get it quite right. Exactly. Um, a little, a little technical conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For all our podcast listeners at home. Uh, all right. Well, I think that wraps up our talk of uh, the Lazarus experiment. Uh, but before we move on, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by DCBService.com. DCBS, the site that lets you order all your monthly comic book statues, action figures, uh, T-shirts, posters, anything you can get from a local comic book shop, you pre-order from DCBService.com. You place your orders three months in advance with monthly discount specials up to 75% off, uh, monthly bundle specials of 50% off and then regular discounts of 40% off ship as often as you like within the month so that's weekly bi-weekly or monthly shipments with orders as large or small as you like with only uh, $6.95 in flat rate shipping so thanks to dcbservice.com uh Next week we're talking the Romans, which is a first Doctor story, uh, but we'll also have a little, a little, little bonus discussion uh, <laughs> next week uh, because for those of you who might not be aware, um, this year is the fiftieth uh, anniversary of Doctor Who, and as a result, there uh, the BBC is attempt because apparently you know Moffat's not doing anything with it on TV. Uh, <laughs> The BBC have taken it into their hands to do other things and other mediums. Um, so uh, they uh, they've decided to uh, make uh, little ebooks um, that have. <laughs> this is one of the things they're doing. They are doing so much more. But no, no, they are. The, but this yeah. this is one. This is the thing we're talking about next week. That's why. Yes, yes, important. yes, yes. Um, but we're going to be talking about. Uh, the uh, the first of these ebooks, which it's like a mini ebook, and each one it focuses on uh, a particular doctor, and uh, it's uh, e- each one is written by a famous uh, children's author. Um, uh, so we're going to be talking about the first one of these, which came out last week. It's called uh, a, big a Big Hand, hand for, the... for the Doctor. Yes. Sorry. Yes. I <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was, thought we would read it together. Never mind. This okay. Was improv on the show. <laughs> that was weird. Um, <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah, a big hand for the doctor. Uh, it's the first doctor, and it's written by uh, Ewan Colfer. Ewan Colfer. Okay. I believe that's um, how you pronounce it. The guy who wrote Artemis Fowl, amongst other things. Right. Um, that's what he's most well known for. So that's the first one. We're going to talk about all of them, uh, and th- there's uh, one a month. Um, apparently the next one is the fourth doctor. Is it really? Yep. So they're not going in order, which is weird. Yeah, um, go in order. Why not go in order? I don't understand. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, ne- I'm next one, one is <laughs> <laughs> next one is apparently fourth doctor. Uh, according to Amazon anyway, I don't know. Cause it says they, they don't have covers for any of them. And it just says when the date that the author is going to be revealed, and the author is going to be revealed for the fourth Doctor on, it says, February 4th. Oh, good. Um, oh, wait. Ha! I'm looking at them backwards because I'm not from England. Uh, <laughs> it is. Okay, it is the second Doctor that's next on February 5th. 
Oh, okay. Good. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, that's the problem. I was looking backwards because, you know, they do day, month, year instead of month, day, year. Ha uh. <laughs> ha! I'm from America! Um, <laughs> apologies. Apologies. Okay, so yeah, the next one is, uh, is the second Doctor in. Um, it comes out on, on February 23rd, and the author is revealed on the 5th. So. There's a, I would also like to point out that there's a rumor that the that author is Neil Gaiman. That is the rumor, so. Mm, that'll be lovely. The um, other rumor is that J.K. Rowling is writing one. I don't believe that rumor. I don't believe it, but goddammit, do I want it. Oh, sure. Sure. Of course. <laughs> that would be incredible. Oh, oh uh, J.K. Rowling with like a seventh Doctor story? That would be great. That would be so mm. great. Uh, Why seventh? Just uh, out of curiosity. Uh, because the seventh – this is a slightly longer conversation. Uh, when Adric Cartmel takes over the seventh Doctor, he – Russell T. Davies actually submitted a story for the seventh Doctor. And Cartmel returned it and said, you know what? Focus more on the guy with the mortgage, um, which I think shaped Russell T. Davies' Doctor Who forever. Um, and <laughs> so that was, that was his like response to that. Um, so Cartmel is always more interested in like the street level doctor plus massive, uh, overarching, uh, plot plan, which is kind of like her thing. Like she's very hmm. good at that. So interesting. Uh, and, and nothing- I would assume if she did it, it would be either, uh, the 10th or 11th doctor. Although it could, they could really, th- I could also see her throwing us for a loop and going ninth. Um, yeah. but yeah. it'll be, I think it'll be 10th or 11th. Cause I, I don't know for sure, but she doesn't strike me as a classic who fan. Mm-hmm. So I think she probably, if she watched any, and if it's happening, she probably only watched new who. So she's only going to want to write one of the new who sure doctors. I sure. think. No, I I agree. Um, yeah. Who, who knows? It'll be interesting, and I don't know. <laughs> I, I doubt it's going to happen, but if it does, I'll be over the moon. But the mm-hmm. other thing is that um, when you when you look at the, the reason that we're talking about these specifically is because it's such a unique perspective on the show. Um, uh-huh. They BBC is doing a bunch of stuff like they're doing other classic Who novels by other Doctor Who writers every month, um, and they're also doing a Destiny the Doctor thing with Big Finish, which is like this audiobook thing. But the problem is that all of those are people who have written Doctor Who before, and it's not that I'm not excited for an Eighth Doctor uh, companion chronicle-ish story written by Alan Barnes. My problem is I really just want to see what Eowyn Cofer does with a fuck with a. Uh, uh, I almost swore there. Um, uh, <laughs> Doctor Who's story, much in the way that I'm interested in Richard Curtis doing Vincent and the Doctor when we talked about that. Sure. Sure. So that's my perspective. We'll talk about it more next week. I'm, I'm excited to find out who these other authors are. I really am. Yes. Um, because Neil Gaiman would be great for the second Doctor, but then my question becomes who writes the other ones? Like, I'm more excited to hear about ones that I can't think of, you know? Yeah. Like, like J.K. Rowling and Neil Gaiman are, are people that would be at the top of my list of, mm-hmm. of possibilities uh, that I would want. So I'm curious to see what these other people, who these other people will be. Mm-hmm. They're probably people we've heard of. I just can't think of because I don't know. Right. Like if we, if they, if like a, like, I know he's dead, but like Roald Dahl would be on my list if he was still alive. Like, sure. oh man, like a Roald Dahl six sure. doctor story about a bunch of evil mm-hmm. people. Like I'm in for that. I'm in for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm just interested to see like who they pair with who, um, because, uh, I don't know. It's just interesting. And and Second Doctor and Gaiman make sense because Gaiman's a huge Second Doctor fan. Um, so. Mm-hmm. 
I'm, I'm interested, and we're going to talk about those when, when they come out. So good stuff. Yep. So next week, next week, the Romans and a big hand for the Doctor. Yes. So in the meantime, though, uh, you can find us on Twitter on twitter.com slash Scott Corelli. Also, Scott Commentary, where I live tweet things. Right now, I'm live tweeting the last season of Desperate Housewives. Don't ask me why. Oh, it's so wonderful. It's so wonderful. <laughs> I love I love you did like one episode so far. I yeah. loved it. I loved it. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to talk about it on the Mind Robbers when when I get to it. It'll probably be the episode after next. Pumped. <laughs> I'm pumped. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Gungan and also my alternate Twitter account, twitter.com slash G commentary, where I live tweet things. Smash is coming back. Uh, in a couple <laughs> weeks, I, I was looking at Hulu, and Hulu has actually put up the entire first hour of the premiere, and I just haven't watched it yet, mostly because I'm waiting till like I get some more episodes. I'm waiting for it so that I don't have to wait for it. But um, uh, mm-hmm. that that if you haven't followed me before, it is worth following me to watch me live tweet Smash, especially if this season is as good as last season. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, classicalgallifrey.blogspot.com, where I talk about Classic Who. It's done. <coughs> Any story you want to find is f- available in the index, which is at the top of the page, and it's a sexy-looking index, if I do say so myself. Uh, mm. You can also find me in Outside In, which is a novel, which is a, a book of a collection of Doctor Who essays written by Robert Smith, or edited by uh, Robert Smith. I'm one of the stories. I did King's Demons, but it's worth it for all the other stories as well, because um, it's a lot of good discussion. It's a big, thick book full of 160 perspectives. It's amazing. If you haven't gotten it, I really, really recommend it. If I if I wasn't in the book and I was reading it, I would pimp it. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Really good times. Really, really good times. And that's where you can find me. Awesome. Oh, awesome, awesome. Also on oh. deck, on the other side of the Romans, we have Time Flight. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> help, God help us. Um, and then we have uh, the Leisure Hive, God help us. <clears throat> and then the Shakespeare mm. Code, which, uh, you know, interesting that we're going right back. I didn't plan that. Um, and then. <laughs> yeah, no, because I think, wasn't the last 10th Doctor story we did 42? Was it? I don't even remember. I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> Whoops. Um, I think we just did 42. Then, uh, then, then Lazarus experiment, and now Shakespeare. No, code. we did. We did Planet of the Ood, right, or something. I want to say we've done a tenth Doctor story since then, haven't we? Oh God, that's so embarrassing. Otherwise, I'm sorry I failed on the popcorn anything, guys. I thought I had it okay. <laughs> um, anyways, on the other side, uh, yeah, okay. and then on the other, on the other side of the Shakespeare code, uh, the Celestial Toymaker. So let's die together. Let's all die together. <laughs> we're we're gonna hit a really rough patch soon, and this is like rough patch part like prelude to rough patch and then there's like a i was talking to scott about it yesterday uh oh boy oh boy and it's longer for me because i don't like impossible planet satan well Pit. hopefully so... that we can reclaim that one i'm i hope we reclaim that one to reclaim that one because i okay. quite like that'll be i nice. quite love that story that'll be nice but uh uh, that's gonna be a long stretch of bad think stuff. about it as uh crossing the desert Lost in the wilderness. I don't. That's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I'm looking at it. It's actually. It's like. It's not perfect. What's coming up is not perfect at all. Ugh. On the other side of that rough patch of ten, it's like less bad, but it's not great. Um. Ah, yeah. Ah, the good the, the, Another another third series tenth doctor. Shut story. up! Just shut up. <laughs> no. Uh, I, be okay it'll be okay it'll be okay but before that we have love and monsters and midnight so everyone and, and impossible planet satan pit so everyone shut up <laughs>
shut up. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not that it's bad. It's just like it's just like one of those things where maybe I should have planned 2013 better. But at the same time, we don't want to burn through things. There's good stuff coming. I promise. Invasion of t- uh, not invasion yeah. of time. Actually, invasion of time is this year. But uh, key to time is also this year because Scott and I discussed what we're doing for key to time, and uh, that's going to be a hell of a week. It's going to be a hell of a week. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hint. Oh dear. Oh. Dear. Uh, <laughs> all right. So in the meantime, you'll st- uh, listen to other episodes, I guess. And mind then, robbers. Uh, listen to the mind robbers. We'll you should listen week. to the mind robbers. Oh yeah, mind robbers. Please listen to the mind robbers. Um, this week on the show, we're going to announce something, something. really exciting, like legitimately yeah. really exciting. Yeah. So listen to the mind robbers. Also, it's that. worth listening to um, for the new segment, which is called a dramatic reading. What is a dramatic reading? We're never explaining it. Just listen to it. I promise you will laugh. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. Um, all right, guys. We'll talk to you next week with Bye. the Romans. Bye. Bye.